I V M. Welcome to IVM Likes, everybody. I am Naveen Narona, and uh, people are doing weird noises around me. Uh, we are uh, celebrating nothing today. We actually just like we talked about talking about snakes because uh, in the office today we were just like talking parcel tongue weirdly enough, and uh, that you know kind of triggered us to like check out movies that are based around snakes. Uh, it's a weird conversation to get into, but before that, like every week, we have recommendations for you. Uh, so we have Janam and Abbas joining me today. Hi, hello. <laughs> Janam is <laughs> really <laughs> in the character. <laughs> You're basing this off your cats, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I've learned this from my cats. They hiss a lot. Why? If you piss them off, cats hiss. So they're very hostile, or actually not my cats. My uh, friend's cat. They hiss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mean cats. Yeah. Mm. So you know who likes to eat cats? Snakes. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen anaconda? No. I. Cats I, often are often I've victims seen, of monsters. Yeah. In films. Like in Stranger Things. And uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. Recently, yeah. Anyways, so moving on from that, uh, let's just like talk about our recommendations today. Uh, Abbas, mm-hmm. what do you have for us? I'm recommending a novel. It's called uh, Dragon Teeth. It's a novel by Michael Crichton. It has been uh, released posthumously because Crichton died in 2008. The mm. book came out last year. Turns out he'd written this manuscript back in 1976, and it was just sitting in his collection, and it has been uh, released last year. So it's kind of like a precursor to his Jurassic Park uh, novels, and kind. So Michael Crichton, of course, one of the b- most best-selling authors. He wrote Jurassic Park, ER, Westworld. Westworld yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Think of uh, Indiana Jones crossed with uh, a western, and you would have a rough idea of, of what Dragon Teeth is like with a sprinkle of uh, Jurassic Park thrown in. Okay, so the central character is called is a young college kid called uh, William Johnson who is studying at Yale University, and so what Crichton does is he's taken snippets of real people and real uh, events, but he's Sewn uh, like a fictional story out of it. So there were two real paleontologists who were all, back in the 1800s, late 1800s, who were always competing with each other as to who will find more dinosaur fossils. And these two professors were called uh, Edward Cope and. Uh, Othaniel Marsh, Othniel Marsh, sorry, and so what uh, Crichton does basically he puts William Johnson in the middle of both of them, and uh, they both go on an ex- excursion to the wild, wild west to find uh, dinosaur bones, and uh, each of them wants William Johnson on their side because he's a really bright student and he's a photographer, and throughout the novel, in this pursuit of dinosaur bones, they they run into Indians, red Indians who are. Uh, Uh, they run into a conflict between cowboys and red indians and there's this professorial entourage stuck between this uh, this combat between them so that's one aspect of uh, the novel where it's like shootouts are happening there's this whole battle going on and then as they move along they actually find the dinosaur bones but each professor wants to hide it from the other and not uh, not expose that these they've actually found the bones so in order to hide the bones in secrecy and make sure that they carry them back to the college as a whole uh, road road movie kind of thing a road movie yeah, but with horses not 
start with cars so there's a mishmash of all these genres happening like i said it's like paleontology so it's like this indiana jones adventure thing happening there's a cowboy thing happening it's a very fast paced very brisk novel to read uh, it's i think 295 pages uh, there's not a dull moment once you start reading you'll totally fall in love with it so check it out it's called dragon teeth uh, the reason it's called dragon teeth is because the fossils they find are of a brontosaurus who was whose moniker given is like a, a walking living dragon cuz he uh, shared the, some qualities with fictional dragons so yeah so it's a very fast paced novel adventure novel uh, check it out it's called dragon teeth i think i would have finished the novel by now in the time is maybe yeah, that's true cool <laughs> next up is jaram <laughs> Yeah so uh today I'm recommending this movie called Lady Bird <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> I came in with that recommendation I came in and discussed it's okay talk about it okay. yeah so it's uh, we both can talk about it probably sure. yeah. you have to like put something out of my ass in the next 2 minutes <laughs> i just put this out Where of my ass when did you see lady bird jan it hasn't released <laughs> in bombay yet <laughs> I watched it from uh-huh. the pen, from the uh-huh. you, don't, you, you don't pirate know I know where I watched I, it I took it from a pen drive given to me by Abbas <laughs> What I am not involved in this I watched it at the at the private Ma- screening mommy screening mommy screening that happens yes and uh, well go on Jaren tell us so uh, so yeah I, I think uh, the movie's got like five oscar nominations and uh, I really like the movie because uh, you know it's 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 the storyline is a little typical you've seen this kind of a story before of like you know a, a young girl high school student struggling with um, you know the whole teenage phase of her life growing up and lot of conflicts Who along the way <laughs> yeah it's okay jana you're in <laughs> that phase right <laughs> now we'll get over it <laughs> yeah so uh, so yeah and uh, um, the the main lead of the movie her Shosha Ronan I I don't know how you pronounce Shosha. her name Shosha 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 I I thought it was Sayuris uh, No 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 it's yeah, not like that it's spelled like that but <laughs> it's Shosha they like Why does she have an r in her name then It's an Irish name Sayuris Her parents were drunk when they named Shosha Shor- So Shosha Ronan Shosha 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 I think of an Irish accent and just say it <laughs> Okay so Shosha Ronan and uh, Laurie Metcalf Metcalf Metcalf, mm. Metcalf. Yeah Like Sheldon's mom. The L is silent. Metcalf. Calf. Calf. Is a natural cow's okay, kid. Okay, Metcalf. So, all okay. the alphabets in Shosha were silent. So what is Metcalf? <laughs> okay, yeah, so. There are like five vowels in her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically this is the lead and her mom played mm. by these uh, actors. They are, uh, both are very strong personalities in themselves. So, you know, the whole conflict between the mother and the daughter, that, that's the focus of the movie. Yeah. Mm. and it's just so beautifully depicted it's i don't look at it as a conflict so much as as a slice of life because you know like the several moments where they are like talking to each other their talks es- escalate into an argument yeah. and the very next moment they're back to being mother and daughter right you know like for example if they are in the thrift shop buying a dress for a prom they're like arguing at the top of their voices they're like why are you trying to control me and she like just stop being a bitch and and just yeah. like and then she pulls out a dress and like ha huh, this is nice you know both of them like drop character and become like you know mother and daughter yeah. for a second so i think uh, the whole uh, 
point about the movie that the Greta Gerwig and I was listening to a lot of uh, behind the scenes conversations mm-hmm. is that she spent a lot of time writing it in her own perspective because she was not rebellious when she was growing up in Sacramento mm-hmm. but okay. but the fact that when she wrote these uh, fictional characters and gave them back stories the more she spoke about them the more in depth uh, they went into like you know understanding how these characters would react to situations mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of improv involved there's a lot of like you know freestyling involved oh. and that's why the movie turned out to be very genuine because they were all given a very in-depth study of who their characters were right. so and Saoirse especially is like a is like a Irish girl who had to like you know go into Sacramento English accent which is very difficult okay again like from a normal American accent again it's like you know it's, it's a layered down so uh, I think that's kudos to that entire team for making such a genuine movie and you know Hmm. Uh, so that was Naveen's recommendation What's your channel? <laughs> <laughs> but she's not Irish in the movie, right? No, no, she's oh, okay. She's American uh, hmm. That was a uh, collaborative uh, recommendation, recommendation yeah. <laughs> First time on IVM Likes <laughs> So what makes uh, Ladybird in a way different from the other coming of age films according to you? Uh, like like Naveen mentioned, it's so like it's come across so genuine, and like I didn't know about the fact that there was so much improv involved okay. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's contributed a lot to the whole vibe of genuineness. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, it's like uh, like how you first start like making friends who know how to roll joints, and then you know you get high and you eat too much at your mom's house, and your mom's wondering why your kids are enjoying food so much. Mm. So in a way, she's covered everybody's coming of age. It's not just like you know, like you have that. Back and forth with your parents, and that's a that's a given. Your mm. parents must have lost their job at some point in your life. You mm. understand that mm. part. Where you have to step in, and you know you have to yeah. work to make your family's ends meet. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you also are rebellious. You want to go and study somewhere else, and all of that. Right. You know. So I think so many aspects of people's lives are kind of encompassed in a small movie. Mm. Not only through the main character, Lady Bird's character, but also from the side characters. They are very nuanced. They are all like the dialogue work. Like you know, Timothy Chalamet is there again. Okay. He plays a character here who's like. A Seventeen-year-old uh, who's been for a while now, okay. and like she, she basically like you know uh, gets very uh, cozy with him, and she just like you know brushes her off. Mm. So first slice of life in terms of like you know how not every guy will be madly in love with her, right. and the guy mm. she does fall in love with turns out to be a different way. So right. Yeah, right. We, we all you know, go to these uh, journeys in life, and that's yeah. true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and there was this one scene in the movie where you know uh, when she's moving from her house, mm. she's like painting her wall and she's keeping track of the guys she's yeah. dated or yeah, been with, yeah. and then she like just wipes out both the names. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice. Yeah. So yeah, basically in in the Oscar buzz like this time we will be talk about Oscar movies sure. after the the ceremony is done next week. Uh, we'll be having a special guest. Uh, in form of uh, somebody you already know, but uh, in the, in the whole run, I'm th- I'm very you know tied between uh, Shape of Water and uh, Lady, Lady Bird, Bird for being okay. generally good. Uh, I think Florida Project is also really beautiful. I, that was my favorite film of yeah, last yeah. year, but it hasn't been nominated. Hasn't been nominated, so. and uh, even Three Billboards. <coughs> three Billboards. Uh, we have uh, we yeah, me and Naveen weren't really impressed. Impressed by, it. by that, but then we'll talk about that. Uh, what I'm going to recommend quickly is uh, this new documentary that's come out. Uh, it's not new; it's come out like a year ago. Hmm. Called Tig. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Abbas knows about this. Tig. Tig. T I G. Okay. Yeah. Tig. It, it's a, it's a comedian called Tig Nataro. Okay. Uh, she's a, a pretty renowned comic in the American circuit. Has been there for like twenty years now. Yeah. And uh, collaborated with like Sarah Silverman, Zach Galifianakis, with Conan, with uh, uh, Amy Schumer, with all of these big names, mm. Bilber, Louis C.K. She written for all of them. So around 2012, like tragedy hit her life like really hard. 
she like was uh, diagnosed with C diff. It's a it's a thing that eats into your body. It's a bacteria that eats into your body and mm. makes you weak. Okay, so she she is that, fo- that sounds fatal, right? Is it? Yeah, I'm it's, sure it's, it's, it's supposed yeah. to be like yeah. So she didn't know about this until like you know it took a toll on her. So then okay. she had like a very blowing up comedy career, which was not kind of standard because of the whole thing. Uh, two weeks later, uh, like two days after her birthday, in fact, she loses her mother. Like her mother passes away because of a head injury, and uh, a day like almost two weeks after that, again she is diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So she has like in two weeks, two months time, she has like a triple blow of uh, you know things going bad with her life. Uh, but like any comic, uh, she not like any comic, like a, like a really nuanced and a, and a, you know. And I understood comic, you know, somebody who goes to life understanding that there's humor in the in the darkest and bleakest of uh, life, uh, you know, uh, challenges. Hmm. So she just goes to do a set at the Lago, and uh, like all the big wigs are there. Ed Helms is there, Amy Schumer is there, uh, uh, Bill Burr is there, Louis C.K. They're all watching this this one girl who's like just been diagnosed with cancer because they all know about it. And she goes up on stage, and for the next forty five minutes, she literally destroys. Okay, and uh, the way this happens is because there's no viral video. There's nobody yeah. sh- sending any any sh- nobody sharing any videos out there. It's just people going on Twitter and saying that what she did last night was mind blowing. So the uh, her performance was not recorded. No, it was only audio recorded. Oh, and okay. then she decided to make that into an album, and it became like one of the biggest comedy albums uh, in 2013. And okay. uh, then the the documentary basically covers how she took those steps from there. You know, like uh, how she dealt with the cancer. Stories and how she then got back on her foot to like you know basically try to do comedy again and uh, it's a very inspiring take right. on because she's a lesbian she's a she's a single mother wanting like she's a single woman trying to become a mother man she's fighting a lot of battles she's fighting a lot of battles and and you know yeah. despite that she's hilarious you know the, just the sense of humor that that woman has is uh, like, you know mind blowing and kudos to her for being this person yeah. and actually so she has a show called One Mississippi which is produced by Louis C.K. Yeah. so okay. when the whole Louis C.K. thing exploded. Uh, Recently, she was actually one of the few who still uh, spoke out uh, against Louis in the sense that she demanded that Louis clarify these allegations, despite the fact that he was producing her show. And if you know, most of Hollywood doesn't speak out against people with in, in the fear that they lose their jobs. Right. But this was a woman whose producer who was actually producing her show, and she still went out and she was like, "No, I Louis should come out and clarify." these allegations and uh, that that's kind of when the pressure started building up and Louis sort of came out with the with the clarification in fact like her uh, audio album was sold on Louis CK's website yeah and that's why like he was insisting that you know because again like he seemed like this pro uh, female yeah, yeah, who was really pushing for this yeah, one woman to like yeah, yeah. You know, go ahead and make her career mm-hmm. it's weird but do you know the interesting thing in that film that mm-hmm. so there is this one moment where the show happens the 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 the, the show where she talks about a cancer and stuff Lago show, and then there's a montage of tweets that shows up yeah, yeah. and there is Rajneesh Kapoor's tweet in there as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a split second because Rajneesh, Rajneesh, yeah, Rajneesh tweeted every comic is tweeting about the takes that I wish I was there to witness it and they've actually featured it for like a split second <laughs> uh-huh. <down there. laughs> so cute anyway like even even uh, if you've lo- if you've listened to podcasts in general like you know This American Life features her a lot in NPR yeah. and she's got her own podcast called Professor Blastoff you should check it out as well so overall a, a grand personality who's, who's gone through so much that you know it's kind of good to like learn from these people's lives so yeah, yeah. yeah. so let's uh, round up our recommendations for now Abbas a Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton Janu oh. Lady Bird the movie Yes by Greta Gerwig And uh, because it's a collaborator uh, And uh, I recommend a documentary Tig 
uh, and uh, check it out we'll be back after a small break welcome back to ivm likes here we are discussing uh, general pop culture stuff and uh, today in our discussion round we are discussing movies that are based on snakes sap nag nagin have you have you ever had like an allure towards snakes in general you are just making Never. random ghost sounds now the producer is asking me to <laughs> is it even a snake now yeah she's conducting you like an orchestra of snakes yeah. It's like na 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 na. That's the most common uh, sound associated. You know, even if you look at like any, even even today, like Americans and Europeans come to India hoping to find snake, snake charmers. charmers. Yeah, it's the most hilarious thing. I still like, you know, I can't deal with that. Like, I go to Goa, and this one guy actually, at at like, you know, I think it was in Hampi or Goa. I don't remember. But it's one white dude who was who was from Italy. Spoke mm. to us for like a like a half an hour, mm. and then he's like, "Do you know where I can find some snake charmers?" And he did those two, two you know, fingers joining together like. Krishna yeah. loot, but like blowing the tuturi order yeah. and i was just amazed by the fact that you know india's main legacy is dino is snake charmers we've had movies yeah. like nagin uh, rip sri devi uh, we've had movies like jani dushman again all based on so much in snake culture but yeah. also yeah. we have something on the western side uh, like anaconda hmm. which which became like a runaway blockbuster in the it summer. was cuz i genuinely think it's a well made movie it's hmm. not one of those guilty pleasure types I, it had a pretty uh, loaded star cast yeah. jlo ice cube john boyd Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson one of the two Wilson brothers was also in the movie <laughs> he died in the beginning Danny right? Trejo was in the movie he has to be yeah so and it was it it genuinely kept you uh, on the edge of your seat uh, throughout its uh, uh, running time the snake is totally cgi and now when you look at it it's yeah, it it's it hasn't dated uh, aged that well but, but i think you know it's like a it's like an american no sorry it's a, it's an amazonian swamp right yeah yeah and those kinds of settlements always kind of made me really wonder like you know you could be walking in water in jungle yeah. and something can just come and grab you from below yeah, i know like take you and follow it have you uh, seen anaconda janam no i haven't what is it scary you anaconda don't it's uh it's kind of is scary but it's one of those uh, there was this uh, uh list of films that came out in the early to mid 2000s creature films that hollywood did hmm. where basically it was a it was a combination of a creature film and a horror film but okay. it is it is a damn interesting film you should watch it i will yeah i'll put it on what? my to to watch, watch list doesn't anaconda too as well you know that there yeah. will be many anaconda the hunt for the blood orchid which is I like totally ripped off from the hunt for red october <laughs> really yeah so it sounds like very similar and uh, even the settings are similar by like a part 2 and they're like there's a there's an entire you know beautiful island Hunt for Hunt for Red October was an espionage film. Yeah, but it's not like that. It's just like there's some settings copied from that movie. Okay. Uh, like you know, like certain uh, tactical scenes mm. and stuff like that. Because they fight, they, there's more than one Anaconda by the way. Right. Because every sequel yeah. has to like have multiple <laughs> yeah. of the same creatures. Like Stranger Things clearly is uh, copying. Uh, what what else does you? Yeah, you. Like, I believe yeah. specifically watched a film for Can this. I uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. What else comes in mind? Snakes on a plane. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Snakes nice on a plane. plane. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, movie. Samuel L. Jackson movie again an A-lister doing a B movie. But so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I you remember the bathroom scene where like you know the 
people, couples are joining the Mile High Club and yeah, yeah. snakes are just and, and, of course and the snake pops for like goes to her frock and comes out from like between her bosoms. Yeah, no metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> why? Why do we even like? And <laughs> and then just grabs the guy's face. And there's so many of those scenes where like the snake is just like lurking somewhere and just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this old woman opens mm. her bag and the bag comes out. And that, that was more funny than scary. Yeah, yeah it was it meant was, to be that. Yeah. It, was, it was it was camp. Like you know, it was like I think it was somewhere between like an anaconda and like a shark needle. I feel yeah. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched Shark Needle? No, that's but I, I that's someone recommended it to you. I think uh, Amit. Really? Yeah. I I'm not sure. Someone did. I'm okay. not. I forget who. It's it like was. a purposefully bad movie. Bad movie. movie yeah. But uh, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson like had some great lines because <laughs> he was given all the leeway to say whatever he wanted. So he was like, I'm tired of this much. Snakes on my motherfucking plane. Yeah. Even you, whenever you quote Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, you have to keep the beeps ready because yeah, yeah. you <laughs> oh, cannot yeah. do otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Even his Twitter right now is great. It's I've seen those delight. memes. So, uh, what would you do if you were on a plane with snakes, Naveen? Wow! Call Samuel L. Jackson. What yeah, else? Yeah. I don't know, man. I would freak out, but I've I've held snakes before. Oh. They're very adorable. Oh, like like it touches not people make out the touch of the snake to be something else. It's I know, I, I I get it. I mean that that's just that's just essential creature. Like I think if some other animal had to touch humans and they'd be like, she human skin is so pale and has no hair. <laughs> like you know that that's how how our skin is. I think they're marvelous creatures, man. The snakes have like so many different color patterns and they shed their own skin. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so cool. I feel. What about you, Abbas? I have held a snake once in Singapore and I I, I agree yeah, with no uh, metaphors. No metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Naveen the, uh, the texture and touch uh, touching a snake uh, the texture of it is very different to what you imagine it would be yeah. but yeah but as opposed to how they are portrayed in movies they're not very aggressive creatures like even if you go to a zoo or something you'll often find a snake just chilling in its uh, in its glass not doing anything but that's not a great way to keep a snake really I agree the Michael Azu right it's it's kind yeah. of like very de- depressing because all the snakes are sad over there just I like immediately go to the Harry Potter scene where that snake <laughs> is set free by Harry Potter yeah which made me realize that Chamber of Secrets is also a pretty cool snake movie because the oh, yeah. main, an- main antagonist was a basilisk yeah right so yeah, that also qualifies as a snake movie. So does yeah. Indiana Jones and uh, t- uh, the Lost Ark. Uh, temp- no, Raiders of the Lost Ark. How yeah, because and his main phobia is snakes. His snakes, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I have to say, like, if I were on a plane with snakes, I would, I would any any day take snakes on a plane over a crying baby. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> or like snakes are only hungry for crying babies. Wow, yeah. that's killing two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two target, birds with one two stone. Two birds with one stone, or two babies. Yeah. So, so last night I watched this movie called His. Oh, the Malika Shirawat one. Yeah. Right. Oh damn. Yeah, and man, that that movie is like badly CGI'd, of course, but. Uh, uh, but it was some foreign mo- people were in, involved in the movies making, right? Oh uh, yeah, like so the 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 movie starts with this guy who's a foreigner, and he's uh, they show that he's dying from brain cancer, and he's like. Overly acted out his brain cancer uh, disease. <laughs> it's hilarious, and uh, and yeah, like throughout the movie, he's just holding his head, and he's like, "Oh my God, I'm dying, and uh, I need." Uh, so he he uh, he basically awakens the nagin, the hmm. the female snake, and he's apparently like the if he does that or something, he becomes immortal. Hmm. So he's looking for that immortality because he knows he just has six months to live. Hmm. So that's why that's when Malika Sharawat comes to life from the snake. 
and man that was so there's this one have, have you seen snakes eat uh, an egg like swallow yeah, an egg yeah i've seen yeah, pictures yeah. of it yeah so in the movie uh, the moment malika sharawat becomes a her snake. human form uh, no from oh, the snake okay. she becomes uh. a human form uh, she's in the jungle and she finds this huge massive egg and she just swallows it burn and they show it like going down her throat nice <laughs> The intention of this movie is to like sexualize everything about a snake yeah, through a yeah, woman. Yeah. So there's this one scene where uh, she is, um, she's these these two men are trying to like you know rape her and hmm. uh, assault her, but she then she suddenly turns herself into a snake, hmm. and uh, she eats up one of them. Mm. And then in the night they show her uh, sleeping on a bed in her human form mm. and her stomach like her, she's still digesting the human right uh-huh. so her stomach is like from here right up till her toes is like that whole portion is pregnant Ah, and okay. And so then, they use the imagination. Yeah, yeah you're selling yeah. the movie pretty well. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. like how how low did Malika Sharawat have to reach in that point in the career that you know everything in this movie goes? Also, in the last scene, she they show her. <laughs> I don't tell her. Yeah, spoiler. No, okay, no, no, okay, this is not the last scene, but one of the last scenes, Bullshit. she's. Um, She's making love to a snake. So she's in her human form. Uh, she's making love to a snake in okay. the snake form. Uh-huh. And that's if you if you're that's into weird, if you're into weird shit, watch it, man. It's like Voldemort's wet dream come true. Yeah, actually, yeah. if you think about it, Nagini. It was directed by Jennifer Lynch, David Lynch's daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Then pretty weird, you know. I know. Uh, genetics are already involved. <laughs> cool. Uh, any last movies you want to shout out to? When it comes to snakes. I wish I had watched more uh, snake movies. I need to explore this genre more. Uh, I'd like to quickly throw in that iguana and snake thing from BBC Planet Earth. Oh yeah. While we add this, actually, because uh, it's like you know, it's nature's uh, uh, game. Nature's a Basmastan movie in its own way, so it's pretty intriguing to you know have something like that happening. Yeah, yeah. that's. And that's... bear girls also like you know often kills and eats snakes, so bad bear girls. So do do you guys have any snake dreams ever? <sighs> Dreamt I have snakes. dreamt of snakes, yeah. yes, and I googled also. What does it mean? What does it mean? So there were multiple things, but the two that stood out was either you're having a lot of stress and something is bothering you, so that thing manifests itself in the form of a snake and comes in your dream. Okay. And the other was that you're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of money soon, which is not <laughs> true. Which wasn't true. It was the first one. So the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have always like you know in my dreams. Uh, You ever seen Dragon Ball Z's opening theme? No. Where he rides a dragon on on the nape of its neck? No. Like I've had dreams like that, like where I'm like the snake is gliding and I'm sitting on its head, and uh, you know doing. So you're controlling the stress in your dreams, basically. No, no, That's no. What ba- it means. Basically, I'm just like going with the snake's flow. Like if it's curling yeah. on the sand, I'm okay with that. So you're on so the snake's shoulder. Head. Yeah, head. shoulder. That's so the I opposite think... of Lord Shiva. Oh yeah, correct, correct. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's snake and uh, an analogy in the in the Krishna story as well. Oh, that what is that? Every woman. I know. Yeah. There's one snake story in the Bible as well. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's in the Moses ka part. Where basically, uh, you know, they are like, "Who are you? Why are you telling us? You know, not mm. to eat for what?" Moses was basically guiding the people right, to the right. promised land, right? 
and then his staff basically turns into a snake and they're like oh god ah, it's a, it was in prince of egypt yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, so snakes are basically like a integral part of every storytelling yeah. i think even if they're in our dreams as well then maybe there's a deeper meaning to all of this we never know for you snakes probably is a is a aunt to life <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's it from us guys if you have had any weird snake dreams yes. please uh, send them specifically to janam she yeah, will definitely i would love to hear also if you have any snake dreams after listening to this we are not responsible yep and uh, until then we will hiss away but uh, do talk to us on ivm podcast we are on twitter instagram and facebook i am the i am at the house of narona on twitter i am at janam devan and i am at abbas moment until next time bye bye bye